like he had done it before. Yeah. I thought he did a really, really good job. Nice. How about you? You didn't hear? Oh. Good job, man. I, I enjoyed it, too. I didn't hear the, the whole thing because of the meeting I was at, but I did hear some of it. And I'm, I knew you'd do well on it. Yeah, you have that personality. Would y'all like to see him on the network with his own show? Meet young men. No, nobody wants that, huh? You do? I think Hassan, I like hearing him not in, in a setting where he doesn't have to be. At the church, he's always like, yes, no, very calm, few words. But on the show, he was like ready to go. Good yes, too. Did you know his son? You know his son, huh? Yeah, I've known them both for a while. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by uh, going to our chat line on YouTube, and uh, Hank will give me your questions and comments. I do appreciate it. And good morning, everybody, again. We're starting late because the computer broke, right? Right. It's not my fault. I I don't take responsibility for that at all. <laughs> so, uh, today we're going to get down to some basic. I want to go back to simple, simple stuff. Um, but first, thank you again, Hassan. I, I know a lot of you out there saw it. I've heard from you. Uh, Hassan sat in for me on Tuesday, Wednesday, for, on my radio show, and I do appreciate it. And Hake and Chris on Tuesday. So, thank you all. I went to a where did I go to? Detroit. What? Detroit. Detroit for what? To uh, appear on the Vortex. Oh, yeah, the Vortex. Which is the church militants show. The church militant thing. It was very, very nice, very interesting. I learned a lot. So we're back now. Um, first, so let me ask, anybody seen the slap? <laughs> Only one person saw it? Uh, yeah, the Will Smith thing. Everybody saw it? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, what did you think about it when you saw it? Yeah, I thought it was fake. You thought it was fake? Yeah, it looks fake to me. Like Chris Rock like leaned in. It seems like he was getting ready to take the hit. So it looked like they had rehearsed it or something. Oh, okay. And then I feel like it was meant to make everyone pick a side. Like, well, you're either on Chris Rock's side or you're on Will Smith's side, but... Yeah. Like, I feel like um, Chris Rock has a right to say whatever he wants, but so does Will Smith has a right to, like, react however he wants to react. And you can't so he react. has a right to walk up on a stage and slap somebody? If you insult his wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, until, like, the law, like, the law's supposed to protect Chris Rock, but the law's going to take, like, 10 minutes to get there. So in those 10 minutes, Will Smith could do whatever he wants. It's not right, but... It wasn't right for him to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to judge him. I don't want to judge Will Smith either. Right. Okay. What did you think? I thought it was disgusting, and I thought it was ghetto. Disgusting and ghetto? Yes. <laughs> uh, you can't take them anywhere. Right. Exactly. That's what I thought. That is exactly what I thought. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, what did you think about it? <laughs> 
I thought it was pathetic. Pathetic? Yeah. And what, so when you saw it happen, your first impression, oh, that's pathetic? Yeah. And why? Um, for me, I initially just went straight to how weak men are to women. How, how weak men are to women? And how a Meaning woman, what? How a woman can rule over a man, make a man do irrational, dumb things. So you think his wife made him do that? I think he's, I don't think his wife made him do that. He's just weak to women and he has identities. He identifies with his wife. He's got something, some sort of ego. Something in him made him want to go up there and defend um, his wife because his wife's feelings got hurt. And I think that's pathetic. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. Did you think it was fake at first or you, knew, you thought it was real? I honestly didn't even care about whether it was real or if it was fake. I just saw a man react in a way because of a woman. Right. And I thought that that was... Not right. Amazing. What did you think of it in the blue shirt? Um, when you first saw it happen, what did you think? When I first saw it happen, I, I, I agree with my man's in the black. I did think it was fake. Um, just because it just, I don't know, for a man to walk up on a stage and slap another man, I just felt like his reaction like, well, Will Smith's reaction to just, like, how he just walked back all nonchalant, like, it was kind of like, did he really just do that? And, and then the, the whole hand to the face thing, it did look fake. Like, you, yeah. you really couldn't see clearly if he made contact. Um, but, you know, after, after the whole situation, um, you know, seeing how Chris reacted and stuff, and I was like, okay, then uh, it probably is real. I, oh, yeah, another thought why I thought it was fake, because the whole King Richard thing, it was like, I guess in the movie, that's how Serena and Venus' father really was. Like, he was more of like a protector. And, um, you know, and, and I guess Will Smith, I, I thought at first Will Smith was trying to, like, still portray the Oscar that he got with, you know, with him being in that movie. You know oh. what I'm saying? Venus's father, you know, and him, you know, so that it could create more, I, I guess, uh, popularity or something like that. For the movie. Know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know he already got the Oscar, but, you know, I guess he was just trying to, like, just make everybody know, like, this is why I won the Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Because I really put my all into it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I thought he was trying to display that on stage. But, yeah, I don't think it was now? real. But I don't agree with it. Um, how I would have handled the situation, I probably would have, after the fact, I would have came to Chris and was like, hey, man, I don't respect how you, you know, put my name, um, my wife's name in your mouth, you yeah. know what I'm saying, talked it out with him. And, you know, if Chris, depending on how Chris reacted at that moment of me bringing up how I felt, you know, if Will Smith wanted to put his hands on him, then that's between two men, you know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, well, that's what Chris, they have to do. I mean, so. Chris said that he didn't know his wife had the bald head disease. You know what? <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I didn't know it I either. Know I thought either. she just had cut her hair that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know either because I'm yeah. not into the whole table. T- it was table about that movie, G.I. Jane, or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. it really wasn't about her. I, I guess the bald head reminded him of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was more about, the ball, about that, he said. He didn't know about the bald head disease. Yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't either. Um, but. I mean, like I said, like I, I, I would have handled it totally different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I okay. would have did it on stage like that. You know what I'm saying? I would have 
handled that behind closed doors. Absolutely. And if something happened in, then, you know, it's two men. They got to handle that out. They got to, they got to. But you know, that's not it, how black you know. people do it. They shoot you right then. And they fight right then. They don't have sitting up to wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, some some people. Some. I mean, it ain't just black people, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? Remember when the Oscars used to be so nice and family-oriented and people look forward to it and they turn the TV on, everybody sit around the TV and, and hear, and the movies used to be really great because of real acting without all the cover-up stuff. Mm-hmm. And you really, really enjoyed it. You can't do that anymore. That's over now. Yeah. It's hood now. Yeah. You ain't seen fight yet. They're going to get worse. And, and, and white people won't be afraid to go. I, another thing is, it's like they're comedians. So it's like, so are, are people just going, can you not take a joke nowadays? Like, I understand right. Will Smith went through a lot of stuff, you know, with Jada, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And her cheating and, you know what I'm saying? Her just, you know, kind of being the dominant voice. You know what I'm saying? Would and you just, marry a woman like that? Honestly, no, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Especially when she cut her hair off, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last yeah. sign I need. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. Just because I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm more of the, I'm, I'm more of a alpha male, I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying? So, a woman like that. She couldn't see herself with me either, you know. Because certain stuff, I'm just not going for. How old are you? I'm 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So amazing. You know, I'm 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 more of a. I I do believe that the men should be the leader in the family. You know what I'm saying? So that's the persona, and the character that. Is this I your first betray. time here? Yes, yeah, my first time here. Oh, how did you hear about us? Uh, well, I knew about you before. Um, I used, I watched a couple of your shows. Oh, um, okay. And then I just met my man's. Um, like on Wednesday, my cousin had a little short film that she was in oh. um, in L.A. Then I met him, and then me and him were talking about certain political aspects and stuff like that. And um, so he, he he said I should come here to check you out. So, right on, man. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Raymond, the last word. What do you think about the slap? Two words I can say about Will Smith. Beta male to the extreme. <laughs> and I hate it. And forgive me for being crash, but I feel that his wife got him by the cojones. Wow. Close your ears, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Just one more thing. Oh. And I'll make it quick. In 19, during the 1974 Oscars, when David Niven was presenting the winner for Best Picture, a streaker ran across the stage. And he never, never batted an eyebrow. Which do you think was more classier? His reaction in 74 or Will Smith's reaction now? Uh, good point, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good point. Um, I, I, when I first saw it, I thought it was an act, too. I could not believe it was real. Because the way he walked up there and the way he did it, I thought they were just acting. And uh, but then later, when you hear more and more of the story as time gone by, you know, you you understand that Will Smith is a miserable man right now. You know, for him to do that, he has a lot of anger. He's very unhappy. And it doesn't matter how famous he is. I would talk to Francisco about it. And he pointed out how 
the people have put him really on a pedestal, and he really, really, you know, but he's up there with the fame and the money, but he has no peace. He has no peace. And for him to get up and do that in a location like that, he was driven by anger. He, and I don't, it looked like his wife has control of him, too, because at first he was laughing about this, you know, the joke. And then she acted like she wanted to laugh, it seems. But then she looked at him and gave him that eye that your mama gave you when she wanted you to sit down and be quiet. And you had to sit down. It was like that. And I, it seemed as though that influenced him to go up and do what he did. But he's a miserable man. He's just like everybody that has anger. He's no different. He has anger. He's being controlled. And money and fame and all that would not solve that issue at all. You must forgive. You must overcome anger. You must overcome anger. So today I want to, any questions about anything before I get rolling here? So y'all came to be taught again. Um, how should I start this? Interesting. In the middle, what do you think about your imagination? I'm not sure I never really thought about my imagination. You never thought about it? Oh. What do you think? And then I come to you, Frank. What do you think about your imagination? Well, before, I probably didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, okay. Because, you know, all these people have, <clears throat> a lot of people that are artists, oh, all this creativity comes to them from the imagination. Or So I thought maybe it was good. Um, but now I realize that it's just a place that you could just completely get lost in and be, you know, like swayed away the wrong way. Amazing. You had your hand, Frank? What do you think about your imagination? And as, as an example, I look at my imagination, my imagination of what I thought when I uh, would watch Will Smith act. And I had built a, I believed his acting. I believed he was that type of a guy, character, you know, family man, honorable. And I believed some of his roles. I actually... This is this that that man is this type of a guy, yeah. and I admired that. And when I saw what he did on the on the on the on the awards show, it just it slapped me back in reality. I believed the lie, but that was something that I did myself. I believed it, you know. And uh, I guess that's what acting is all about. Acting is you know portraying something that you're not. And so I believed it, and so I have to recognize that. In your imagination? In my imagination. Yeah. I believed what I saw. I believed what I heard. I actually used to like Will Smith, you know? And now you don't? Uh, I'm kind of in the middle right now because so I'm a fool for believing you were in your imagination, you liked Will Smith because yeah. you had this image of him. Yes. And now that you're out of the imagination, you see him in the way that he's acting. You don't like him anymore? I have to, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm debating that. I'm just analyzing. That is so, inter isn't that like because, totally interesting? Yeah. That's deep. Because Very if I, deep point. If I, if I hate him, then why am I hating him from him being himself where he's at? That's me again judging because I judged him as being uh, saintly and, you know, uh, the, the next uh, 
what is but it? now that you see that he has anger and issues, why don't you still like him? Uh, see, I put him on a pedestal. Right. I put him in a pedestal, and so I kind of worshipped him as, you know, he's king of the blacks, king of the black people, you know. <laughs> Denzel Washington, you know, Amazing. you know, like Sidney Portier, you know, king of the black people. And so when I, uh, when I saw that, I black was like... Black people used to not like Sidney Portier. Yeah. Back in the good old days, he was like an amazing actor, right? Yeah. And they used to not like him because they said he was acting too white. But he, he spoke well. He, he spoke was a clear. really good actor. He would be in a lot of white movies. And the white, black people didn't like that. And, and the same and now with, they like him because he, I guess he did the black movies. You know, same with him. You know, uh, he, he was a good, he's a good actor. He doesn't slur his speech. He was clean. He get, portrayed a good, a very nice image for Hollywood. They they gave him all kind of awards because he was a that kind. I believe that, and I and maybe that's on my part. Weakness. So you on my couldn't part. see beyond that. You couldn't see the real man for I, for seeing that. You know, the real I, person. I, I honestly just kind of sitting back watching a movie, relaxing, and I I probably ex- escape into some of his sci-fi yeah. movies. And I would relax, and I wouldn't even think past that because I got my own problems. I don't think about it. Oh, know. okay. So, what do you think of him before? I mean, what do you think of your imagination? Uh, nowadays, I think of my imagination as um, s- sort of becoming not my own, uh, even though it's like my imagination. It, it, um, I can't relax in it the way I used to when I thought it was my own. Uh, it's only so I guess that's how it is yeah 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 it's not my own but even though it's just as useful as when I thought it was yeah. <laughs> amazing yeah there's this song and I want to know what do you have what do you think of your imagination why they're coming to the mic with him bringing the mic to him there's this song uh, it was just my imagination this, <laughs> this guy imagined that another woman was his wife or gonna be his wife he would see her, and he would just imagine that it was just my imagination. Soon we'll be married and have a family. He would imagine that he's going to be married. Yeah. And then find out later, I guess the lady belongs to someone else. And he realized he was just in his imagination. Isn't that a mess? <laughs> yes. What do you think about your imagination? I think my imagination... When I was younger, it used to be like a wonderland or something I would yeah. get lost into to like pass time. But I think now it could be used kind of like a tool. You can imagine things, maybe create things like art or just anything. That's uh, how I think about it. So you use the imagination to paint or be creative? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you live in your imagination? No, not anymore. I used to when I was younger. I'd like, uh, I would just get lost in my imaginations, not focus on anything. But now I don't really use it as much. Uh, and how old are you now? 17. You're 17? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, good, man. You're becoming aware of it at 17? Mm-hmm. Nice. Believe me, you save yourself a lot of trouble. For real. Good. Mm-hmm. Stay with that. What do, you, what do you think of your imagination in the black dress? Anybody ever, do you ever think about the imagination? Like, no? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think now um, I try and stay out of my imagination. But beforehand? Before, yeah, I'd use it for creativity, for art, for school. 
Um, but not now. I try and stay out of it because I think it just gets you in trouble. And why, why are you staying out of it now? You try um, to stay out of it. Because it leads to thoughts and, you know, you go down that train and then you realize that you get lost and then you start thinking and having conversations with yourself. Yeah. And then you go back and forth and, you know. Is it hard to stay out? Yeah, I still catch myself in it and then I have to remember to bring myself out. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. And so now that you're aware of it, what is it like for you when you fall into it? Because you're right, you have to grow out of it. Yeah. But what uh, is it like for when you I'm when you it? go into it? Imagine, yeah. Before, when I'm in it or before? Now, when you fall into it now. It, it's just a mess. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just a mess. So I have to catch myself back. I just have to pull myself back out of it, yeah. 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 That's a good word. It is a mess. It's a mess, yeah. Just think, we've been living in that mess for so long, thinking that it was real. And having no peace in it. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Did you have your hand, Raymond? Yes. Uh, and what do you think of your imagination? My imagination is a very dangerous place to be. Yeah. Because it tempts me to be something I'm not and do things I should never do. Amazing. The young man behind you want to respond. Mm -hmm. The other side. Mm -hmm. You have two behinds. What do you think of your imagination? Um, it was something that, you know, before it would, it would be, it's like a trap, really. It's, uh, you could, if you're not careful, you could, you could, uh, get trapped by it. Uh, even when we talk about it here, like even like the good thoughts and the good imagination, it's still just as bad as the bad imagination, yeah. you know? Um, now, now that we, you know, now that we're more awake to it and we, we shine a light on how dangerous it can be and how much of a trap it really is. It's like, it's sort of just like swatting away mosquitoes now. Like, oh, there's the imagination starting to pick up again. You just kind of like look at it and let it go, you know. You can tell when you go in, now, yeah. you become aware of that. Yeah, definitely. Isn't it interesting that that mm -hmm. was a time where you didn't know you were going in and out of imagination? Yeah, that yeah. you were was, living there. It was like, it. I would imagine <laughs> it, it was like uh, kind of like being a drug addict, really. It's yeah. like, you know, or an alcoholic or whatever, it's uh, you take this thing to kind of escape reality and you feel really good if you're on that good imagination. And then even, I don't, I don't know, it's just like, it's it's a trip, I guess. And it doesn't really, like, like we said, even like when you're thinking about all the good stuff and like you're imagining all this good stuff and you're being imagining being with this woman, like the song, it's eventually that, that high is going to crash and then you're really yeah. going to feel it. So... It's it's good to catch it before you kind of get swept up into it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good word, too. Eventually, the imagination will crash for you. And if you don't, are not aware of what's going on, that it is the imagination, you'll go nuts. you do something else crazy. It, because you don't realize, oh, as Frankie was saying about Will Smith, he was in his imagination about Will Smith because Will Smith, who, you know, Actor, look like he have a lot of money, dress well. So he has this image about Will Smith. And it's not Will Smith's fault that he has that image because Will don't live with him. He doesn't live there. But he has that image. And now that this image is being crashed, he doesn't even like Will Smith. He didn't even like it when he had the image. That was fate like. It wasn't even real then. It was based on an illusion. And now that you see the real deal, you don't like him at all. That's because he never liked him. Never like, but go ahead. I just wanted to add to that because it's the bizarre thing about it is like what when like yesterday I was walking walking around Melrose area and there's this crazy guy like screaming like homeless guy probably tripping on something 
Um, and or or it's like if you ever met like a legitimate schizophrenic person, like they think like I don't know, like there's aliens chasing after them or something. I meet them every day. Right, <laughs> I'm sure you do. I um, talk to them every day. Yeah, and it's like it's not really that different than somebody getting caught up in their imagination. It's the like, same thing. It's it's like. It's they, totally the same thing. They're reacting to their imagination as if whatever they're imagining is happening in real life, and it's not. So it's yeah. like, is there really that much of a difference between it? So it's just something I realized. Yeah, it's the same thing. The people walking down the road crazy, nobody in this room is any different than them because you're living it out of imagination. Yes, sir. What do you think of your imagination? I, I think the imagination is a world that was created in the fallen state when we were traumatized. Uh, it definitely was. And, um, Anyone that lived there is living in hell because their hearts are of hell. They have no love. Yeah, it's like a remnant that was left over from that fallen state. Yeah. And we escaped into it to overcome the trauma that happened to us. But the trauma get worse. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But Amazing. we definitely created. So are you aware now of your imagination? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can see situations that cause me to try to go back into the imagination to overcome it. Yeah. So you can create a reality that fits you in order to help you overcome whatever situation you may be dealing with. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, yes, sir, what do you think of your imagination? I think it's, I think it's all pretend. It's what? All, all fake. The imagination? All of it is fake, yeah. Yeah. You know, you. For, That's another thing about it. And there's nothing real or true about the imagination. Nothing. Ever, ever, ever. Like when you have your imagination, like <clears throat> you, you plan an event to carry out a certain way. And in your mind, it's going to go from A to B all the way down to Z. Yeah. And when you show up, nothing goes the way you imagined it. So yeah. it's there to deceit you. It's there to be deceitful every single time. So. And do you still go in and out? Uh, I'm starting to catch myself going into it. So I'm still guilty of going into it, but I'm learning through you. Like last week we were here, you said once you believe the thought and, and it goes in you, just relax. Yeah. So I've been doing that. So I, yeah. I, I'll get it. And if I catch myself, I'll just relax and then I'll just observe it. Kind of like, like a third person just looking at a schizophrenic walking down the street. Just let it, let it pass by. Let it go. It's not real. So yeah. I've, been, I've been more aware of it. Nice. Uh, the young lady behind you. What do you think? How old are you? I'm 19. Ni- 19? Yes. What do you think of your imagination um, at 19? Just like when you were saying, like, the week before, like, you know, we tend to, like, think of our own thoughts and imaginations as our own. Yeah. Even if they're, like, good gifts or good ideas, like, I'll think my ideas are from me instead of from God. Yeah. So, like... I think, like, in that aspect, like, I think my imaginations are from me and that it's real. Amazing. Um, are you starting to watch it now a little bit more? Now, are you aware that it's not you and it's not real and there is no truth in there? Yeah, I am now, now that I've been listening to you more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to encourage you to watch it with everything. Even when you're speaking, be aware of yourself speaking or walking or and all that, and uh, you're starting to come out. you got to practice being aware of the imagination because it's constantly trying to draw you back in, and it'll draw you in just like that, and you won't recognize it. But if you practice being, it's like uh, we're supposed to walk in the light 
of the Spirit of Christ. And the only way we're going to be able to do it, now that we're aware, we've overcome the anger, you can be aware of that and walk in the light. And you'll be, again, because we've been doing it for so long, we'll find ourselves in the imagination. But the moment you realize you are there, then you come out. You just realize you're in there. Don't freak out because you're growing away from the darkness. And then eventually you'll find yourself out more than anything. And I almost don't want to say this because it's part of the biblical question, the new biblical question. And, you, and you'll be able to see, really. It, it, and your life is changing. Everything is happening. It doesn't feel like it is because the imagination still doesn't trick you sometimes. And, um, and so, and, and in a moment you'll feel fear. You ever had that inner fear like, oh, Lord, my world falling apart, right? Like nothing's going to work out. Uh, you thought it was fine, but it's not, right? And then it's only because you're in the imagination. Everything is still fine. Nothing has changed. It's just you went into the imagination. So when that happened, don't trip out. Just come out of your thoughts again. Come back present. And if you practice being aware, you're growing into the light just as you grew into the darkness when you believed into it. You're growing out of the darkness into the light. It won't feel like it. But when you're out, you'll see that you are, and it'll be fine. You'll be free. But it won't feel like you're really doing anything because Satan will tell you that you're not. But you'll be fine. Amazing. What do you think of your imagination in the blue shirt? Well, I'm listening here, and I, I understand imagination is in your mind, sure. It's the way you want it to be. It's what? It, it's the way you want it to be. Whether it be good, bad, or what, that's what you imagine. But reality brings you out and shows you what it really is. Yep. So you just have to have the open mind and know, like you're saying, be awake. Yep. Know what the difference is between one or, and the other. Amazing. Live, live in reality, as you want to say. It's, it's hard for people to live in reality. It really is. It's like when man and woman meet, and they both think they love each other. Oh, I love you. You love me. You lay on the phone. You talk all day and all night. You fall asleep on the phone. Anybody ever done that? Uh, you, you're so in love. You fall asleep on the phone. You know, right? And, and, and then you get married. Or you move in, all hell break loose. <laughs> now you hate this one that you love. Instead of being on the phone, you want to throw the phone, right? But and, but you don't realize the whole thing was an illusion about one another. It was never real. And now you're living at home with the person. You can see the real person. You hate the real person. You hate the real person until you're out of the illusion. Isn't that a seeking the kingdom of God in his right way you wouldn't know that you were in an illusion because the imagination would give you something else to think about to make you think oh you could re resolve this problem by doing this by doing that and you'll find yourself trying to do it it's amazing we're living in hell for no reason really we don't have to be in hell what do you think of your imagination and then I'll tell y'all why I asked this question um, yeah, before, like, um, I would be in it all the time. I would be very emotional, crying, laughing type of thing. Crying and laughing? You know, just, like, emotional, right? Yeah. Because I was in it. But now when I do fall back in it, 
<laughs> and I come out, I'm like, this is crazy, or, you know, um, yeah, I just think sometimes it, it gets a little fun how um, the things that oh, I Are you still in and out at times? You can tell when you go in and yeah. come out yeah, of Yeah, I can start, yeah, I can tell now that I, when I go in it, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is not real. I'm like in my room, and I'm not in that, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Right here. What do you think about your imagination? You what? I don't, really, I don't have anything. You, you don't have anything? Do you ever think about the fact that you live in your imagination? Um, I, I just don't think that I do. Um, you don't think that you think you live in your imagination? No. And now that you hear that we're talking about it, does that cause you to at least check to see if you were living in there? I mean, I, I'm not saying I, I never imagine things, but I, I, I wouldn't say that I live in it. You, know? you, don't, you don't say you, you live in there? Yeah. Do you believe you live outside of your imagination? Yeah, I think I live in reality. You do? Yeah. And what does reality look like? I, I don't know how, how to really describe that. I mean, it, it just <laughs> reality. <laughs> Sitting right here in, in church, it's reality. Oh, okay. Amazing. <laughs> so. Do you, what do you think of your imagination? And, and we're having a fellowship. This is not teaching church. Because everybody in this room is smarter than anybody else in the world. Really, you're smart, you just don't know it. There's not one person in this earth that's smarter than you. Really. You just don't know it. Everybody dumb, everybody smart. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's um kind of boring or whatever. The imagination boring? Boring and it's uh, like a collection or a product of thoughts. So it's just a bunch of thoughts. Yeah. Just I was gonna ask you something, like why why do people like Go from love to hate so fast. I'm going to tell you. Like it's all about the imagination. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. That's why I got the question here. That's a good question. So are you, practice, are you practicing staying out of your imagination? Yeah, definitely. You are? Yep. And what is it like for you when you're out of it? I'm always out of it. You're always out of the imagination? Mm-hmm. You don't get into it anymore? Not anymore. Never, 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 ever, ever, never? I mean, so I kind of write on on my free time. <laughs> you what? I write, right. and uh, I was writing this story or whatever, and I started off as a fiction, but I was using my imagination. <laughs> right. But uh, like the more I kept writing, I was like, it's better off just being a real story than a fiction. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me take James first, and then I come to you. Well, these are a couple of questions unrelated. Okay. Oh, not about the imagination thing? Okay, go ahead. Um, Adrian asks, if we have no choice, then how can we do good? Well, you can't do good, really. Can't one person on earth do good? That's why you must be born again. Your nature must change. You must be born of a new nature which is the nature of God. And anyone that lives in their imagination has the nature of the devil. 
And so it's not that person that's doing it. It's not the individual. It's the spirit that's driving them to do it. They can't help it because they have the nature of the devil. That's why God said we must be born again, a brand new nature, a nature of love and not hate, of real love. Because anyone that has anger has hatred in their heart. They're playing God and they have no peace. So you must be born of love. Good question. Dale asks, I wonder, since the past and future are illusions, isn't it impossible for a fallen person to be saved or for a son of God to be in a fallen state? Is it impossible for a fallen person to be saved? What does that mean? That's what you say, the fallen. Christ came for the fallen. Right. Christ came for the fallen, that we all shall overcome this fallen state. Now, most people won't, of course, only a few, but he came for all who would accept it. It's open to anyone that wants it. Good point. Uh, I saw a hand, I said, oh, yeah, right here, and then here. <coughs> uh, on the imagination part, um, I wanted to touch on some people, I think it was you and a couple others who mentioned the creativity side of it for the artists and things like right. that. You know, I make music and art, and I find that there's actually no way to apply the imagination um, to make anything of quality. It's not until I, at least personally for myself, that I let go of everything that I in the past could create something of value. And now I realize that it wasn't really me creating it. I used to sit in my bed and close my eyes and play my guitar until I couldn't feel my hands on the guitar or on the strings. And I would eliminate all the thoughts and then things would start flowing out of me. I'd just hit record on a tape recorder, like the kind you get from like the CVS back in the day. And um, think some of the best things I ever created came out like that. 50 minutes of just like music, uh, just lyrics, whatever, they came out. And I had a maybe a decade of writer's block where I couldn't create anything. Yeah. And now that I've been doing the silent prayer more, I almost, I had this idea when she was speaking of it, it's like, it doesn't come from me, and if I even start to think that, I'll fall out of that, I guess, flow state or f emptiness, you know, where I've let go. And it's almost like the silent prayer, had, the same state I get in when I'm deep in the silent prayer yeah. is familiar to me with that same, I guess, creative arena where I'm not thinking about it. So is it better now? I, I, can, I can just, I almost feel like it's a bridge now. I can be quiet and I can close my eyes and go back to this place where the thoughts don't interrupt what, where I'm trying to, I guess, get to. Yeah. That place was blocked off for so long. And now I feel like I can, I can allow that kind of like whatever gift I was given with music to flow through me without me trying. Because when I try to grab onto the idea... It becomes bad. I start thinking too much about it, and that's no good. Nice. Music shouldn't treat me like that. Or I shouldn't feel that so way about it. So are you staying out of your imagination more now? Oh, absolutely. Oh, good, man. Yeah. Nice. Yes, sir. Uh, Look how many people in their imagination right now as we're talking about it. Come out of your head. Let the words go in one ear and out the other. Don't hold on to anything. All right? Yes, sir. Uh, going back to the comment, what James said about um, about the good deeds or whatever, uh, I forgot what the uh, question was from somebody on the Super Chats. Uh, so if we can't do good deeds, then, I mean, uh, is it 
is it a good deed to help someone who fell in a pothole and then you just happen to pot, pass by and then you help them out? Is no. that not a good deed? Or No. No? Uh-uh. Going so, back in the pothole. So, so, <laughs> but, I mean, helping someone out when they need something, is that not a good deed? Only if you can see that it's the right way to do right thing to do because if you're in the imagination you're trying to help them and you're hurting them oh well you're, it's a logical thing to not, do right to help your fellow man right you help them when they're in need but just not, don't expect anything from them right no it's not necessarily logical because they may need what they're going through they may need to fall in a pothole to wake up and by you going there and giving them a hand out you're stopping them from seeing what they need to see oh but I mean, like, like lit- literally, because my dad would tell me stories about back in Mexico, because, you know, they lived out in a farm, you know, in the back. In right. The, yeah. And uh, he would tell me stories about people whose uh, animal would fall in the, like, off a cliff or whatever, and then they would, other people would come if they happened to have a horse with a, with a lasso, and they would lasso the animal and bring it back up, you know. Yeah. And the same thing with people, too. You know, you're in a situation, you need help. And, Someone helps you out, and you know, is that not a good deed? Or I wasn't there, so I don't know. Oh, but, but once again, if you're helping someone in, and you're in darkness, you are not helping with a good deed. That's for sure. Okay. You're helping because you want something bad. You're helping because of some type of imagination you have about it, and all imaginations all wrong all the time. Never ever true. So that's why you have to stay out of it. Okay. Yeah, so a more modern example, if I see somebody on, somebody on the street being attacked by some homeless person or someone else, and I decide to just go up and knock that person out who's attacking them, is that a good deed? Well, once you get out of jail, you can ask yourself that. <laughs> see, that's the thing. You know, that goes to the biblical question. I wanted to answer the biblical question. Something well, not happened yet. to me, but yeah, but not, not yet. But yeah. That go, you know. Yeah, hold yeah. on to that. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let me ask Ermis. Ermis, will you with him? Tell Ermis to come here. Uh. What do you think about your imagination? Uh, I think it's an illusion. You do? Mm-hmm. Do you? So, why do you think it's an illusion? Because I can see that it's not grounded in reality. Yeah. It comes from, in the, you know, within the mind. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, do you live in and out or you sometimes, out? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, Some, sometimes. Sometimes what? I'm in and out. Yeah. What is it like when you're in there? It's like you're living in an illusion. And, I mean, do you know what the time is an illusion? Or does it feel like... I mean, I know an, when I'm in it, yeah. I know and do I'm you know it. when you're in there, do you know it's an illusion? Or does it seem real? I mean, when I'm in it, probably not. But at some point, I snap yeah. out of it. And at that moment, I realize. Or sometimes I see that I'm in the imagination. I know that, like, you know, I don't agree with the thoughts or, you know, what they're about. So I don't get carried away you know, with them. And so, and I want to ask Nick the same thing. When you're in the imagination, you're living in there. Yeah. And you're feeling a fear and anger or doubt or darkness. Right. Do you know at the time you're in there or do you think that's real? Say that again. Do you know at the or do you think that's real? I don't really understand. I don't understand the question. When you're in the imagination and right. you're having fear right. or doubts or worry about what others think about you or, and you're in the imagination, 
Do you know at that time that you're in there? Probably not in that exact precise moment. And you see, know, I usually catch myself once I'm in it, yeah. and something will snap me out of it. All right. Yeah. Do you believe it's possible to live outside, that you can go away from it totally? Probably, yeah. You think it's possible? Yeah. Okay. We're going to smash the imagination today. We're going we're gonna to smash and grab. <laughs> no, they need it. They're smashing and grab. Nate, how about you? What do you think of your imagination? It's, um, it's dark. It's not real. You know, just to add on to what a lot of people have already said. Yeah. Are you, do real. you catch yourself going in and out? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This morning, I told the guys, well, the, you know, three of them, I want you guys to be aware when you're walking or when you're talking to one another or when you're by yourself. Be aware of the present moment. Just feel yourself walking. Because you know how you tend to walk, but you don't think about walking. You just move it. You don't know how you got there. You just know you're there. That's just being aware of walking and of speaking and of just practice. You're going to go in and out, and you're going to go in and out 100,000 times. And, and sometimes it'll get frustrated. Oh, I'm tired of going, you know, trying to be aware, right? But practice being aware, and as time go by, it becomes easier. You'll be more aware than you would of the darkness. You really will, but you got to practice doing it because the imagination is not just going to set you free. It's the light of God that's going to set of it in all things. Even when you see the media like this, rather than so caught up what's being said and all that, be aware of yourself sitting there. Be aware of yourself listening. Be aware. Practice doing that. It'll blow your mind. So I want to crush the imagination as much as possible. Any questions about that? The imagination? No? Yes, sir. Um, I believe it could be used as, in a good way. Uh, for example, uh, as a child, as a, say you're you know, starting a business, you're imagining yourself having a big business, but you understand it's fake, it's not real, it's an illusion. But if you understand it's fake because you live in the presence, you know, um, you could manifest it if you keep doing the right thing and then fulfill that imagination. But I, the most important thing is understanding it's fake. But, but when you're uh, old enough to start thinking about a business, you're not aware you're in your imagination. Right, exactly. So you can separate. You know it. You understand it's just an imagination. But you know it's your imagination. As a kid? Uh, even me right now as an adult. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I understand that it's fake and it's not real. And I don't catch myself living there. I mean, One I thing about if your imagination is telling you that you want a business, I wouldn't go for it. The imagination is setting you up. Because you go for it and you stress out over it, you worry about it. You think you need a plan. You think, oh, it's too hard, blah, 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 right? Because you got it from the imagination. But if it comes naturally, it will be easy. It will be no deal at all. And it will just unfold by itself. So I wouldn't get into the imagination about a business. Yeah, like, uh, and then somebody, expert will come along with a degree and tell you, you need a five-year plan. You need to have $100,000 in the bank. You need this, you need that, and you fall for it. You believe that life from the expert because you lived in imagination, now you want it. 
like like last Sunday, I was uh, I had a call from my accountant saying, "Hey, I need a delivery today." And in my in the past imagination, I would have been upset. Man, I gotta go deliver, drop off. But I understood it's it's you know that supports me. What I gotta do as yeah. a man. I, again, having a good attitude about it. All right, cool. Come to church after this. Drive to Eagle Rock from there. Drive. You know, it's having, not living the imagination, just yeah. having the right attitude and just applying yourself in that direction. Yeah. Attitude is everything. Good attitude. Even when you're in the imagination, you should have a good attitude. Because if you don't have a good attitude, you're going to get deeper into darkness of the imagination. Because stress, anger, worry, anxiety, and all that, thinking you know what you want, thinking you have an idea, all that is evil. It's the nature of the devil. It has nothing to do with God at all. Because you, God tells you not to even worry about those things. And the things he tells you not to worry about is the very thing that you do worry about. Isn't that like crazy? It's like crazy. He said, don't worry about this. And, and you can't help it because you're in the imagination. And it comes from ideas. It comes from what you've been taught. And it comes from experts. It's not my experts on my show. And it comes from uh, everything but from God. But from God. All right. So here's why I am focusing on the imagination today. Um, I realize that a lot of people are still seeing me in their imagination. They're still seeing. I didn't know that. When, when God woke me up 32 years ago, 33 years ago now, with the organization 32, but I woke up a year before I started barn. Uh, when he allowed me to see, he also allowed me to see clearly that of myself, I know nothing, and of myself, I can do nothing. And, under, and he just took away all the desire. He took that away. Just seeing it took it away from me trying to do anything of myself. And I was just like everybody else. I was trying to make things happen prior to that, you know, on that, in the imagination, on that ego trip, trying to make things happen, and it wasn't happening. Or if it did happen, it didn't work out well. And I had to go back and do something else, add it and take it away, right? And so he took that desire away from me when he took the anger away. All the, because he took the anger away, and then he changed my heart, my, my real self, from anger to love. He just changed it. Thank God he did. Because if he did, I wouldn't be doing what I do today. I would have given up a long time ago, right? Because all these years, there have been so many challenges that has come on this straight and narrow path. And I had no idea the kinds of challenges and the many that would come. But because he turned the light on for me, allowed me to see, and took away the anger, it's prevented me from overreacting. I can't help myself. I cannot go back. And, and, and believe me, if I could have gone back, I would have already. I'd be like, forget this, I'm moving to Alabama. It's better on the plantation. But I cannot help it. I cannot help it. And, and things come, right? And so, I, uh, and so I've just started to, I started to understand it as I have grown over the last 32 years about why people worship other people, put them on a pedestal, and all that, right? And so lately, I've been seeing more of it, more and more. And I didn't know that existed until lately, right? So here's the deal. Um, when, you put an, when you idolize another person, 
and you hear something about that person like they do with me, whether true or false, it traumatizes them. They, get, they, they go from hate to love, like not going north. As you were saying, there is no love. Because if you had true love, you, it doesn't matter what happened. You can't go from love. But the only reason you go from hate to love because you've always had to hate. Right? You've always had to hate. And so over the years, and then when they have this imagine, uh, uh, imagination crash, it crashes it. When you hear something about your hero, whether it's true or false, the, the imagination crash. And now you're lost, and you're mad, and you run around crazy, don't know what to do, right? But most people don't pause and look at that and say, as Frankie did with Will Smith, most people don't pause and say, wow, that was me and my illusion. Because when you really, you can look at my old films and everything. I never put on a front. I probably got out of my way too far not to put on one. I never thought of myself as making anything happen. I knew I couldn't change people because I couldn't change myself. I had to ask God to let me see what was wrong. I was like, you know what? I've been reading the Bible. I've been going to church. And I can't get this thing right. I can't be right. I want to be right. Let me see what's wrong. And he allowed me to see, right? And so it's that seeing that has changed. It's changed. It changed the heart first to love. And love conquers all. Everything. Everything else about the body and everything. The mind is renewed. But you need love, the God love, to do that. The real love. He said something like, you may speak in tongues, you may be prophesizing, you may lay hands on the dead or whatever you said, right? You do all that, if you ain't got no love, you ain't got nothing. It's all vanity. Have y'all heard that before? It's all vain. You can have, you can drive the finest car, have the finest whatever. <clears throat> you can be a street, a street preacher. Hooping and howling, carry it on. If you don't have perfect love, you have nothing. Really. But most people, because they're in their imagination, their focus is on the wrong thing. It's not on the heart. It's on vices. It's on everything else but that. Right? And so I, I realize, and, and the reason I realize, because when people hear things about me, whether true or false, some of them have the, the, the gall to ask me, come to me and ask me. And so they're asking like personal stuff, right? And so I would ask them, why you want to know? Why you want to know my personal stuff, right? Which you heard true or untrue, right? Why you want to know? I just want to know. But why? Because I want to know. What good would it do you? If you could tell me what good it would do you, why you want to know, then I'll answer it. So why do you want to know? They couldn't tell me why they want to know. They walk away screaming. They, they want to know your personal business so bad, whether it's false or true, right, that they walk away screaming because they can't tell you. Now, if I had that anger and someone came in and asked me my personal stuff, I'll be going off. You'd get mad about people asking, right? But God would not let me get angry. He won't let me get angry about it because he wants me to see and grow from it. He got us. God got us. But you've got to overcome the anger. Your heart must be changed. Anyone that has anger is a murderer. And anyone who has anger cannot be trusted. And so they were, they were like, ask me. I even had women ask me, is this true? I'm like, if it was true, do you think I'm going to say yes to you that it is true? <laughs> when you hear me all the time say, don't tell a woman your personal business. 
I'm like, where do you come from? You have all these years, you've not heard me say never, never, ever, 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 but never tell a woman your business. And they go, ask me, is it true? Are you crazy? But anyway, and so what happens is that when you have perfect love and someone approaches you about rumors, whether true or untrue, you won't freak out. You stay still, so you not even knowing that what's going to happen. You're, you're growing from that fear, or you're growing away from that what people think, or you're growing away from. It. You want to always have your light with you. Really, that's why it's so important to be present. Because when you're present, the light is always with you, and you will always see. But when you go into the imagination, the light going out, and you're in darkness. Mm-hmm. So practice during the day being aware, being in the light. That way the devil can't tempt you. or Well, he can tempt, but you'll resist it. Right? Be in the light. But let yourself, it's the heart. Read the New Testament. It's the heart that he changes. It's your soul. It's the little piece of him that is, of you that is his nature. That's what he brings you back to. And his nature is of love and of light. And he will guide you. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's freedom, too. You it, feel it's free. freedom. Because when, when you're aware, you're not worried about anxiety or fear or what's going to happen in the future, the past, you're just right there in that moment. And you feel free and you're able to enjoy the birds tweeting and the colors of the green trees and grass and flowers and everything. Anxiety is your enemy, really. Um, did this help a little bit about smashing and grabbing? <laughs> Did this help about this is not a church and I'm not a preacher. I only had a title because I had to get it. The worldly way thing, right? Is that clear? That's why I want to hear from you guys because I learned from you guys. I always say, you know, I learned a lot today. I learned from you as you learned from me because the Holy Spirit is teaching us. I'm just sweet potato pie, candy yam, Collard green, okra. Y'all like okra? Ooh. Maybe we want to go to a soul food restaurant right now. So my biblical question for next week, I got to end it, man. So you can ask me right now. I got to end a brand new biblical question for this week. Is, uh, what's the biblical question? Do you believe God is with you? Oh, do you believe God is with you? What do you think, young lady in the back? Do you believe God is with you? Yes, I do. Is this your first time here? It is, yes. Oh, this is your first time? Yes. What's your name? Uh, Shelly. Shelly? Yes. And welcome. How did you hear about us? Uh, He introduced me to you about a year ago. Oh, good. So we've been watching you every week. Nice. And did you go and forgive your mother? I actually did last night. (laughs) Oh, you did it? Yeah. How did it go? Um, Praise the Lord! (laughs) (laughs) That's what we should be doing. Um, I wasn't expecting uh, that situation, but she had came out and you know apologized on her end, and I just told her I forgave her. Right on. So, yes. And how about your father? <laughs> it's been one heck of a weekend. Um, I just got back connected with my father yesterday as well. I have not had a relationship with him for about eight years. Wow. Yeah. So we've been able to rekindle that relationship and move forward. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes, thank it you. It really is amazing. Any questions about anything? It's uh, your no. first time. No. No? Anything you disagree with? No. <laughs> Nothing? No. Okay. 
Well, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Thank you. All right. This is your first time, too? Right? Any questions about anything, anything you disagree with that you've heard? Yeah, it's a, it was a couple points I disagree with. One, give me one, real um, fast, if you don't mind. Okay, so you said Jesus isn't God? Right. Okay, um, question. So if he isn't God, then why did they kill him? If he never claimed, okay, so he never said, I am God, right? right. He ne those words never came out of his mouth. Right. But he did claim to be God, right? He said, no. I am, I, I am, right? If no. we look in the Old Testament, I am is referring to Jehovah. To who? Jehovah. Je to Joseph? Jeho Jehovah, the oh. God who created right. the earth, right? Um, so yeah, so that, that would be my question because if, if, if he didn't claim to be God, then why did they kill him? Because the same way they're going to kill you when you overcome anger and the spirit of the Father is going to work through you, and the light, and it's nothing but truth, and the enemies of God, anyone that has anger, the enemy of God, they're going to hate you for it. And they're going to try to kill you. Because they hate the truth that's in you. So that's specifically why they killed 100%. Jesus? Yeah. It, it wasn't because he said, I am, which was referring to the name that they call God in the Old Testament? Well, because when you, if you look, if, if, you look he, if biblically, Jesus is kind of smart, right? Yeah. And so if he thought he was God, he would just cut it off as I am. He well, said, I am he God. has the power to forgive, right? You, you, and you, so do you once you overcome the anger. That power of forgiveness will work through you. But I'm saying like he forgave sins, right? Yeah. He, he was like he, he, he actually he, people came to him to enter heaven. Right, he forgave people from sins. Right, right. the man at the he well. Forgave so it's the like if he's not God, then what gives him the power to forgive sins and to get people into heaven? That is that's a whole wrong question. Yeah, yeah. That said, is oh, that's a really good question. Okay, okay. Well, the uh, young I mean, man, I, I ain't trying to like. I know we got to go, but you know, you can. The young man behind you want to yeah. answer that. All right. This is not your first time here, right? Yes, yes, this is my first time. Oh, here. it is your first time? Oh, yes. you look, oh, black people look alike to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure, I've seen you at least once before. What's your name, man? How'd you hear about us? Uh, my name's Zay. My name's Zay. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Sweet home, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Um, well, thank you for coming. What do you say to what he just said? If Jesus wasn't God, how did he have the power to forgive? Right? That's his question, right? Yeah. If Jesus wasn't God, how, how did he have the power to forgive? Yeah. Um, yeah, hold the oh, mic yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. Because. I judge them because you can't. There's nothing in you. No matter what comes at you, there's nothing in you to judge them because you have love. Just as God is of love. That's why God doesn't hold anything against us. Okay, so love isn't a, a, a feeling. So. Okay. No. Okay, so explain love to me again. I'm sorry. Love is simply not hating. When you don't not have hate. anger, you have perfect love. Okay. It's so, not a feeling. You can't taste it, feel it, or touch it. You do feel the, the uh, energy of God, uh, and you know it's his energy, his nature. Mm -hmm. But it's not a feeling. That love you have is mama's love. That's the kind of love will kill you. But in, It will in, stay with you until the day you die. But in order for my, my mom to love me, I have to be... I have to be me, right? It has to be something for her not to hate, right? Your mother don't love you. Your mother cannot love. Women don't love. 
Okay. Okay. So, so there's no love. <laughs> no love. There's no love. So you don't love. I don't love the spirit of the father. I wasn't able to love when I was in the father's state, but I felt all that stuff that you were talking about. I knew exactly what you were talking about, right? Okay. And I thought that was love, but it wasn't. It was hate. But then when he changed my heart from took that anger away, that hate away, and gave me his love, it's the truth, it's the light, it's no feeling. You live by it. So God gave you love. Yes. But you can't express love. You can't. You what do you mean by expressing? I'm expressing it right love. now. You say you don't love. Right. But it's his love loving through me. We don't, in ourselves, we don't have it. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. Of ourselves, we know nothing. Only the ego wants want you to think that you do, but you really don't. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. <laughs> I, Good I'm question, to, though, man. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to comprehend it. Yeah. Um, get to know yourself. Pay attention to yourself. And you see how much you live in your thoughts, which are not your own. All thoughts are all lies all the time. No such thing as a true thought. And that you get angry. You're up and down emotionally. You have fear. You be afraid within. You're afraid of things. You overreact, right? That's your mama's nature in you. It's not your nature. That's the woman's nature which came from the devil because God above is the man God and the God below is the woman's God. And his, his, his nature is all ego all the time. It's all about self, how you make me feel. And and so, but you, the second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? Right. right. So but you can only can do that love. once you're born of the Father. So we can love then. Right. So you can love somebody, what? right? It's not you, though. Well, once you get it, you're not going to take credit for it anyway. You won't be able to help yourself because you'll see that it's not you. But once you get it, you'll see that it's the power of love working through you. The same thing, because Jesus even said that the same spirit is in me is in you. Right. Greater work shall you do. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so because of the Father sent him, my Father and I are one. He was one with the Father, and so will you be when you forgive your mother for recreating you her image and making you emotional like her mm-hmm. and then turning you away from your father and when you forgive your father for not protecting you from her then you'll be born of this love I'm talking about your whole heart will change and then you'll see what I'm talking about but you got to forgive your mother okay. she couldn't help herself okay she doesn't want to be crazy but she just can't help it um, is that right? She knows the best you can do. <laughs> okay. What? You gonna look at me? No. No, did that make sense? A little bit. I don't, I don't know. We need what? to we talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> smoke on it. it. <laughs> well, no, I don't smoke. You don't smoke pot, right? No, I don't smoke. Yeah, don't smoke on it. Yeah, I'm a born again Christian. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Go and forgive your mother. Have you forgiven your mother? Yeah. You went to her. Well, I mean, I've I've never really had a. Well, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. You forgave her. Yeah. Did you go and tell her I'm sorry for resenting you? Um. Um. I'm trying to think of an 
instance. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have. You I have. lying. I have, yeah. I, I've had You ain't going to your mama, man. Yeah. I can see it all. I, I can I, tell when a black person lying. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I have. Because, I, I mean, because it's really my mom is like, because she's not really the one that really, because she, she raised me, you know what I'm saying? It's really other people that I have a. Your mother raised you? Yeah. She's supposed to raise you. She had you. Yeah. She didn't do you a favor. Right she was like, you know, I'm gonna have you, and I'm gonna do you a favor. I'm gonna raise you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she, like, that, she was supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. So she wasn't doing you a favor. Nah, she wasn't. So what do you mean she's my mom? I mean, she raised me. As far as like her doing something for me to forgive, like I, I know my mom ain't perfect. Like we've had we've had altercations. You of know, course. we had problems before. You know what I'm saying? Well, go forgive so, her for making you. Angry like that when you were had it, she couldn't help herself. Yeah. You need to go to her though and face her because mm-hmm. then you'll get your courage back and God will reverse that order and it'll be God in Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, and woman over children. But right now the woman is your God. But when you forgive your mother, the woman will no longer be your God and you can deal with everybody in a perfect way. But you, gotta, you must be born of the Father. Real fast, did you forgive your father? Yeah. You, you went yes. to him? Yes. Oh, you went to your father? Yes. And what did you say to him? Um, it was really, well, for, <clears throat> forgiveness for me is really not just like, hey, man, I forgive you for what you did. and we'll do. It's more of actions for me. It's like, I mean, I could say I forgive you with my, with my words, but if my actions not really proven that. Because right now you identify with her and she pretend to be a victim? But she's not a victim. And she made your father look bad, but she drove your father nuts because he couldn't handle his mother, so he couldn't handle your mother. You end up married to the same woman that's just like mama. Mm. And so you can't handle it, so you leave the kids with mama, and she destroy them, and then the things start over and over and over again. So forgive your father for not protecting you from her. He couldn't handle her. And your mama's not a victim. Yeah. Your mama a whooping snapper. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah, I hear you. But I, I brung at, I mean, I brung up the whole love thing because um, I, I feel like this really gives like people who really don't believe in God like the hand up. Like when we talk about love as people who believe in God, right? Yeah. You know, if God was if He never, because me being a Christian, I believed in the Holy Trinity, right? God, the Father, Jesus Christ, being there, and the Holy Spirit, the three in one, right? Um, you know, if God was in heaven alone, then how could he love, right? How can he give us love if he never had to love anything? So how can God know love? Amazing. You know what I'm saying? If he never loved anyone. I understand where you're coming from. I told you. For me. Listen, if you really want to know what love is, go forgive your mother and father. Okay. Go to them and just say, hey, mother, I'm sorry for resenting you. Because you, I'm emotional just like you. But yeah. get to see it for yourself. And you'll see that you have the same emotion your mother has, just like her, right? Uh-huh. And you'll see that you can't help it. You're just angry. It controls you. Yeah. Same thing with her. If you go and forgive her for that, don't ask for forgiveness. I'm sorry for resenting you. God will forgive you and forgive your father. He couldn't help it. Right? Yeah. 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 And they both love you the best way they could mm-hmm. with that father state love. But then you will see what love really is, and you'll be able to love them with perfect love. All right. I, I, All right. I hear you. 
All right. I'm All glad right. you came. Yeah. Anybody a first time? No other first timers, huh? Okay. Thank you all for um, tuning in. I'm sorry we started late today in the computer fault. Well, not real sorry, but somewhere sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm faking about sorry. I ain't sorry at all. Uh, <laughs> and thank you for your support. I really want to encourage you to get on that straight and narrow and stay there, no matter what. And uh, uh, that crash in love thing, it ain't real love. They never had it. I used to think that people had love because they say, oh, I went and gave my mama. I really love you. I this and that. They never love me. What the? They don't, it's not the real deal. But don't judge them. They cannot help it. Do the silent prayer. Doubt every thought. Pray and watch. Just pray and watch. Go and forgive. Pray and watch. You'll be fine. We, any announcement, Hermes? Men's form this Thursday at 7 p.m. First Thursday already. Every, thir every first Thursday night is for men only, and third Thursday night for ladies only, and Sunday morning for everybody. So this Thursday, Ms. Form. And that's the way home. <laughs> uh, Chris, go beat him up. And uh, uh, what else? Stay with the prayer. Don't judge. Stay with the prayer. Stay with the prayer. You'll be fine. One other thing. Stay on the straight and narrow, folks. Thank you for your support. I do appreciate it. We have amazing counseling and all that kind of stuff if you should need it. I hope this was helpful, and I hope it was helpful for you all, too. Thank you all for coming. It was amazing. <laughs>